Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Thank you for bringing us. Thank you for bringing us together as a family. Uh, thank you for just uh, providing us with guidance, uh, for, for covering us, protecting us. Uh, thank you for just uh, seeing another day. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for the your, your many blessings, uh, your many coverings, like I said earlier. Um, just we praise you, God. We glorify your name, um, Lord God. Uh, we want to just continue to build this relationship with you. Um, continue to listen to you, obey you, be obedient. Um, uh, and, and just we want uh, Thank you for just your your love, your love period, your unconditional love, your 1001 uh, times that you've forgiven us, even when we don't deserve it, Lord God. Uh, thank you for uh, just bringing us together today. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Dear God, we just want to continue to say thank you. Thank you, God, for each and every one of us that have gathered here tonight, Heavenly Father to lift up your name and to hear your word, Heavenly Father, what you would have to say to us. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the words that we've heard from different ones, how they are feeling, they're excited, hopeful, God, peaceful, uh, refreshed. God, we just want to thank you, God, for all that you bless us with, Heavenly Father, in that. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for Pastor Alex being on as he is exhausted and getting ready for something big this weekend. But we just thank you, God, and we ask you, Lord, to continue to strengthen him, Heavenly Father, in all that he does, Heavenly Father. As uh, Minister Janetta comes with the word, Heavenly Father, we just ask you, Lord, to Holy Spirit rest upon her, Heavenly Father. And as she says, she's dusting off her teaching boots, but Heavenly Father, she has confidence in you and what you have for her for us tonight. And we just give you all the praise and the glory in your precious name. Amen. Yes, Lord. And so we just thank you, Lord. It's a privilege and an honor to come before you, Father God. And I just, we just recognize your presence, Father God, and we thank you for being God, the creator of all things, Lord. We give you honor today, Father God. We worship you, Lord, because there is no one greater than you, Father God. I stand before you, Father God, knowing nothing. Holy Spirit, lead, guide, direct my mouth and all that you would have to say. I stand today as the foot of the body, as I come before your body today, Father God, just asking, Father God, for your word to be active in each and every one of us of those who we say we believe, Father God. And so we thank you, Father God, for this awesome day, Lord. We thank you for just being God Almighty. We love you, Father God. We rejoice and we bless your name. It is in your precious son, Jesus' name, that we pray. And we all say, amen, amen, amen. Well, good evening, everyone. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm excited to come before you today. And as we all know, we are in the year of reset and we are in the second part of that, which is endurance training. And we've learned in the last 
almost three months that endurance training is a steady physical, uh, spiritual activity for us it, as we are learning. Um, it causes when you are in, in the midst of endurance training, it causes a person to execute their technique effectively with the least effort. We've learned that to endure is to be painfully patient. We've learned that in order to endure, we must allow God to give us what we need so that his name will last. We've learned that it's not about giving in, but rather allowing God to transform us so that we are made stronger. We, um, God asked us to allow him to be our coach and many of us agreed. We said, Lord, yes, I agree to this season of enduring. We thank you for believing in me. We broke the agreements that have been we had been making with the enemy. And we said, I agree with you. I agree with your word. And once we did that, then God said, let's train. And so that was at the beginning of April. Now, here we are in the middle of June, almost the end. And as I was preparing and asking the Holy Spirit what he wanted us to say, what he wanted me to say. And we've learned, as you've heard uh, many teachers talk about before, that whenever we go before you, we are the first partakers. And what I heard the Holy Spirit tell me is stop sabotaging your training. He told me to stop sabotaging your training. And I don't know about anybody else, but I've had moments where I have forgotten about the training and I've only focused on the enduring. I've said things like, oh, this is so hard. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Oh, I'm not fit for this. Are you sure me, Lord? I've questioned myself. And as I was corrected by the Holy Spirit in his reminding me that this isn't just about enduring, but this is about us being taught endurance training. And the reality is that enduring never goes away. Jesus endured until death. And after this month is over, we don't get a pass. If anything, I would say it's probably going to rev up more because right now is about the training. And so you know that when you train, that means something else is coming ahead of that training or after that training. And the way I'm wired as a teacher, it's it's my natural gift. It's what I uh, did in the uh, for a living as well. But I see lessons in everything. And I learn as I teach and I teach as I learn. And so what helps me to understand as I was asking, okay, what does it really mean to have this spiritual endurance training? And so for me, connecting it to the natural, a natural endurance training is what helps me see it. And so um, let's first look at our scripture for tonight. We're gonna be in 1 Peter 2. And we are going to be reading from verses 18 to 21. And our focus is going to be verse 20. And um, the title is Stop Sabotaging Your Training. And so when we are in, so I'm going to let, give you a little bit of time to get to 1 Peter 2. And um, I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. 1 Peter 2, starting at the 18th verse. And it reads, Slaves, 
in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. And verse 20, which is our focus says, but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it, but if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, then this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving an example that you should follow in his steps. And I love this. I love the book of First Peter, especially um, because this book is about hope. It's hope for the Christian, um, especially in the midst of tremendous suffering, because during this time, the early church, um, they were plagued with significant persecution and pain. They were imprisoned for their faith. They were slandered and ridiculed, and they were hated and abused just for the sake of Christ. And Peter wrote this book as an encouragement to those of us who believe. It's a reminder to us that we are to always have hope in Jesus. And much of the scriptures teach us how to suffer. And as I've been reading these scriptures, I immediately see it as a part of our training. And so when we look at verse 18, Peter is making a call. He's giving an instruction to everyone on how we are to conduct ourselves, um, especially in honoring God in everything that we do. He tells those who were slaves at the time to submit themselves under authority, not because of the good or bad way that they were being treated, but just because of the reverent fear of God that they had. And then in verse 19, he goes on to say that when someone bears the pain unjustly because, but because they continue to unbear it because there is an awareness of God, then they will find favor. And then in verse 20, as I read this verse, it says, but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it, but you suffer for doing good and you endure it? And as I read this, it was one word that stood out to me immediately and where I was able to make that connection to the, to the natural. And the word is beating. And when I saw beating, I thought about hitting or hits. And when I think about, thought about hits, I thought about the sport of boxing. And I immediately thought about how we have to endure the hits. Boxers endure the hits. The job of a boxer is to endure, to suffer. Their goal is to knock out their opponent or go the distance and last the 12 rounds, but they are going in the ring with the thought, with the, the, the knowing, with the acceptance that there is gonna be some pain, with the acceptance that even if they win the match, they're not gonna win it without getting hit, that there will be some hits, even though that they know that they have the victory, even if they get the victory. And see, for us, we go into the ring knowing we already have the victory. A boxer goes in not knowing whether or not they're gonna win or they lose, but they know that there will be some pain. And so as I began to do a little research on boxers, the one thing that kept coming up wasn't about their time in the ring. It wasn't about the fighting. It was about what happened outside of the ring. 
And so how does a boxer endure the hits? With training. If a boxer does not train hard, they're going to get their butt kicked. And they view boxing or uh, view trainings as one big suffering. But what one of the boxers says is, but you know, you have to train in order. It, it has to be done in order for you to win. And so I found a couple of quotes for some boxers that really connected. And I believe that connects with us as we are in that endurance training. One boxer said, my coach always says bad things happen quickly and good things happen um, and good things tend to take a little longer, but all progress takes time. If you want things to happen quickly, you won't last long in training. And that's where that endurance comes in, knowing that it's gonna take a little longer. It's not gonna happen overnight. Um, and then from a, a great quote from a movie that we may all know, Rocky. Well, Rocky said is, it ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving. Um, how much you can take and keep moving, that's how winning is done. And when we look at these things in a natural, it leads us to one thing. How are boxers able to endure so many hits? They train. How do people run marathons? They train. How do football players, linebackers, quarterbacks, all the players endure the hits and the tackles? They train. How do the people of God endure until the end through hits? We train. So the question I have for you to think about is how has your training been? How has your training been going? At the beginning of this season in April, uh, April uh, Pastor Kai gave us a list of things we cannot do as we train. And I just wanna review them with you. We were, we were taught to not ignore recovery. And this is what athletes and people who train in the natural as well. We can't, we have to stop doing another athlete's workout. We have to stop ignoring our diet and weight, stop obsessing. Stop doing the same thing over and over. Stop ignoring warm-ups and cool downs. Stop thinking you need to go faster in order to be better. Stop being negative to yourself. And finally, when I looked at that list, it said, stop sabotaging your training. And so I wanna give you five signs that you have been or may have sabotaged your training. You guys ready? See some nods, all right. Number one. You are so focused on the difficulties of which you've had to endure that you have ignored the tools God has given. Some of you, like myself that I admit it, may even have forgot that you agreed to train. Number two, you have forgotten that the Holy Spirit is the trainer and you've been creating your own workouts. Number three, you just stopped everything and you're just kind of waiting for this time to be over. You'd be like, you know what? I can't wait till we get to the S. I don't even remember what the S is, but you probably don't either. You probably just like, I'm just going to last these next three. Oh, we be in June already. I'm, I'm, I'm be ready for when these uh, endurance uh, words are over. Um, number four, you may have ignored the endurance strategy that we've been giving, which was to pray, to worship, and to go from the scripture in Matthew, which says, act, seek, and knock. 
And you are, and number five is you have been trying to endure your sins rather than dying to them. And so um, I'll, I'll, I'll put these in the chat. I know I went kind of fast, but there you go. Um, so when we look, so again, I'll just say them again. One, you're so focused on the difficulties of what you've had to endure that you've ignored the tools God has given you. Number two, you have forgotten that the Holy Spirit is the trainer and you've been creating your own workouts. Number three, you've stopped everything and just waiting for this time to be over. Number four, you've ignored the endurance strategy we've been given of pray, worship, and go. And number five, you have been trying to endure your sins rather than dying to your sins. And so looking back at verse 20, Here's the connection. Let's look at the connection. It says, for what credit is there when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience. But if when you do what is right and suffer for it patiently and you patiently endure it, it finds favor with God. And so the word credit, when we break down this scripture, the word credit means fame or glory. So Peter is asking, what fame and glory is there if you sin? Sin comes from a meaning of missing the mark. You made a, making a mistake, committing a sin against God. Um, and then, so he's asking, what glory do you get when you miss the mark, when you make a mistake? And then once you do that, you're harshly treated. And so this is where the word beating comes in or strike with the fist or hints um, or hints mistreat violently. And when I was first reading this scripture, I didn't really get it. And I had to keep rereading it and I had to keep asking. And then at one point I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't hear you Holy Spirit. Maybe this is not the, the scripture. Like how is this connecting? Um, but then as I kept seeking, as I kept asking, he opened the door and showed me. As we are learning to endure, what we've been doing is focusing on the hits. We've been focusing on the mistreatment, not for our God, not for God, but for ourselves. We all sin, we know that. And there are some sins, there are some mistakes that we have made that we now have been enduring thinking that we're doing something. But here, Peter tells us that there is no fame, there is no glory when we are beaten for our own mistakes. And then because we are just patiently sitting in those sins, we think we are enduring it. It's like when we talked about the correction, enduring correction, when things happen, sometimes we beat up ourselves. We beat up ourselves for the things that we didn't do right, or we didn't, um, or we didn't do, and we think that we're enduring it. But God is saying, stop, you're sabotaging your training. And so when we hear that word sabotage, let's talk a moment for what that means. It means to deliberately destroy, to damage, or to obstruct something. And so what Peter is showing us is that when we focus on ourselves and our mistakes, we are deliberately destroying all that God is wanting to do in us. 
That's what we're doing. We're destroying all that God wants to do in us. One second. And so as we were, as I was looking at this, I'm like, wow, God, wow. We have been sabotaging ourselves. We have been allowing what we think is sitting in our, we're sitting in our sins, thinking that that is what we need to endure. But what it then says is that when you suffer for doing good and you endure it, then this is commendable before God. It's not about our sins. We are supposed to die to our sins as Christ died to our sins. Christ is the example. And we cannot, we can no longer sit in our sins and endure and beat ourselves up or allow ourselves to get beaten up for the things that we're doing. When instead God is asking us, he is showing us he is has been training us he wants to train us that we are to suffer for his good that we are to suffer for what for for him not for ourselves and so today i ask how has your training been let us no longer focus on just enduring what god um just the word endure Let's instead allow the Holy Spirit to train us. Let us instead of waiting for the time to be over, stop and look and allow God to show us. Let us use the strategy that we've been giving of pray, worship, and go. And let us allow God to continue to train us so that when it's time to be in the ring, we will be ready, we will be secure, we will be assured, and we would know that we are walking in as chosen people, a royal priesthood, ready for whenever the time comes. Any questions, comments, or concerns? No, I just had a comment. Um, I didn't realize until you started speaking about it, uh, the question that was asked on how we felt and how I talked about uh, not using the word shut down, but just kind of um, in arrest. So I guess I would, I didn't recognize that it was recovery. Recovery. I um, was speaking with, uh, Minister Sue and just saying how I felt kind of exhausted. I've had a lot of interaction, a lot of fellowship, uh, and not that that's a bad thing or anything, but um, I kind of felt overwhelmed with it. So I just needed to slow down and I needed to feel like I needed to recuperate. So yeah, just take that as recovery. Amen. Minister Janetta, I, I just appreciate so much the reminder that, that we're in it for the long the the long game. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. endurance is endurers are who we should become. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that we it's something that uh, that we do absolutely, but it should be a part of our character because 
it never stops. The opportunity to have something that needs to be endured will never stop until that day. Yeah. You know, so thank you for that, that reminder, because it's so easy to forget, yeah. um, you know, when, when you're, especially when you're in the midst of something and you're going through something that's, on, you know, going on and on or something that keeps coming back around to you. Because does this ever end? Will this ever end? It's like, yeah, no. Because <laughs> as long as we are in this flesh, yeah. there's going to be something to have to be endured. And that's why this training is so important. So thank you for that reminder. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing is that God is trying to build us up. He's trying, he wants to build our stamina. He wants to get us ready. And a lot of times we're so focused on jumping in the ring and fighting. We're thinking we're trying to get to that. And especially when we've sinned, we think we're justified for it. And that's sabotaging your training because we think, well, I sin. So I got to get in this ring. I got to fight. I got to endure it. And so, um, but Paul, but Peter's teaching us that there is no glory in enduring mistreatment for the wrongdoing, for the wrongdoing. And the second part of the verse I love because it tells us how we are to suffer. We are to patiently endure. And uh, one of the things that I want to mention that I, as I was researching and studying this is patiently endure when you look up this word in the Greek in the scripture it said it means to remain behind to stand ground to show endurance to bear up against or remain under the load and for me I immediately thought about when you're in a home and you're looking for that load bearing wall that's how we are to endure we are to load be under bearing that 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 load bearing is important if that load bearing part wasn't on that wall then the house would collapse and so that is how we we are to be endure endures we are to hold up that that wall uh for god and so i i love that part as well but um thank you anyone else And also our training, what we're being trained for is to live a life like Christ. That is what our training is for, for our spirit, for our soul, for our body to be in alignment with the great shepherd as his sheep. And so we can't focus, be so focused on the hits because of sin. We must instead be focused on the connection and living from the example that Christ gave. And I love in the rest of this second Peter, it tells us Christ didn't commit sin and there was no deceit found in his mouth. He, he bore himself over to the Christ, not uh, cross, not because of something he did, but for us. And so we're to have that same thought when we are enduring, when we are suffering, that it's not because of us, of the sins that we're trying to beat ourselves over. We have to make sure that we are enduring death and that we die to those things. So let's not sabotage ourselves anymore. We got to release those difficulties and pick up the tools that God has given us. We got to hydrate ourselves with his word. He's our great trainer. He's there for us. He's training us. He's given us what we need. This is it's exciting to know that you're, you're you're being trained right now so that whatever comes our way, we'll be ready for it. That we know how to pray, to worship and to go every day, not just when difficult moments 
arise. But every day we're seeking, every day we're asking, every day we're knocking. Anyone else, any questions, comments, or, or concerns? Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.